Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Welcome back to episode 55 of the Ancient World Podcast. So in this episode, and first of all, welcome to all the new listeners to last week. Uh, very nice to see and um, hope you enjoy the episodes. Uh, we're going through many different areas of the ancient world, both the Greek mythology, the philosophy, uh, the biblical stories to some extent, uh, also the Roman Empire, and also how this is bound together in uh, the Renaissance with the comedy and by Dante. So today we're going to step back a little bit from the Greek mythology and look at the Renaissance again with Dante. And then the second book of the comedy, The Purgatory. Because now we're going to see how these elements from the older part of the ancient history are used as elements to compose the work of the comedy. And it could be... You can see the comedy as a way of structuring uh, a learning process as well to, to dive into the ancient world. And... Uh, with all the different elements, but also put together as a story with this, this incredible beauty in the poetry of Dante. So, we're going to look at the first uh, canto of the Purgatory, the opening uh, opening poetry and the opening scene, after we finished the whole of uh, Inferno. So the book starts with this. For better, water, for better waters now, the little bark of my poetic powers hoists its sails and leaves behind that cruelest of the seas. And I shall sing about that second realm where man's soul goes to purify itself and become worthy to ascend to heaven. Here let death's poetry arise to life, O muses, sacrosanct, whose liege I am, and let Calliope rise up and play. So these are the opening nine lines, and it ends with uh, Calliope, who we talked about in the last episode. So she's one of the nine muses, and she's the most important one. She's the, kind of the top muse for epic poetry, uh, inspiration for the artists. 
So, but already here in the beginning, like in the comedy, it's very dense with meaning. So just the first sentence, for better waters now, the little bark. Or just for better waters now, in itself is, is showing a contrast to the first book. When you enter into the, the inferno, on the gate it says, leave all hope behind. In Italian, lasciata ogni speranza. So that's uh, one of the main features of being in hell is that you have no hope. And now you get to the purgatory, which is where people can, where the souls can cleanse their sins and then ascend uh, into the heavens. So those four words are just marking out that now their hope is back. Like for better waters now. Hoist its sails. So he's moving towards something more positive. So there is hope again. And then the metaphor of a boat is very important. Both as it's continually growing in the work as being a, kind of a symbol of Dante's uh, poetic powers, as he called it, calls it here. Uh, but also how the whole story and the work is growing in itself and it's kind of moving forward. And there's another reference here that, that will be more clear later, how this is um, in relation to uh, one of the two epic poems from the Greek literature, from Homer, uh, with the Odyssey, and uh, Ulysses, which he calls it here, which is a Roman name of Odysseus. So the boat is referring to the Odyssey and the Greek Greek stories. Okay. And then he explains a bit more. So he goes into the second realm where the souls go to purify itself. And then uh, he calls on Calliope. So already you have then two references to the Greek tradition and heritage and also the biblical stories and also showing the progression of the story that now we are in a more hopeful, uh, hopeful part of the journey. And it's so much brighter. And suddenly from being locked inside in the inferno, where now outside you have the heavens above you, and for the rest of the comedy you have the sky, so the heavens uh, clearly above you all the time. And then he introduces, so this is the second part of today's episode, of, which is um, important, is how he comes back with the beauty. So he says that for uh, Calliope, her sweet uh, accom- accompaniment in the same strain that perceived the wretched magpies with the truth of unforgivable presumptuousness. And that the tender tint of orient sapphire suffusing the still reaches of the sky as far as the horizon deeply clear renewed my eyes delight now that i found myself free of the deathly atmosphere that had weighed heavy on my eyes and heart so we're back to the inner emotional experience of dante how he feels now that the inferno is behind him and he sees the beauty of the skies in front of him or above him the lovely planet kindling love in man made all the eastern sky smile with her light, uh, veiling the fish that simmered in her train. Then to my right I turned to contemplate the other pole, and there saw those four stars the first man saw, and no man after him. This is a huge reference. We're going to come back to this later. But the four stars, it's about the view from the biblical paradise in the Garden of Eden, the origins that 
they had a special view of those of the stars in the skies. And then one last part or element of, of the opening for today's episode is that they also meet uh, the gar guardian or the guard of the pre-purgatory, which is Cato. So here it takes an element from Roman history, like the, the real Roman Empire history, with Cato, uh, also called Cato the Younger. I'm just going to touch on this very briefly. So he is known for his um, moral integrity and stubbornness and uh, his fight against corruption. And he's also a feud with uh, Caesar, the Emperor Caesar, and how he eventually chose to end his life instead of bowing to the, or kind of uh, giving in to the corruption of the times. So he is the, a guardian of the pre-purgatory, like those, those two small steps before you, they start climbing the mountain. And Cato wonders, he tries to stop them first, because he says he, he just sees two people escaping out of Inferno, and he, he wants to stop them. <laughs> he says, you have to be in the Inferno, you're doomed to be there. But then Dante and Virgil, his guide, they explain that Dante is still a living person, he's not a dead soul, and uh, they are there because they have been, uh, they say, uh, he addressed him, this is Virgil, not on my behalf have I come here. A lady sent from heaven asked me to guide this man along his way. So he explains to Cato, the guardian, that a lady from heaven, which is Beatrice, was sent from well, through Virgin Mary to uh, Saint Lucia and then Beatrice. Then they went down to Limbo to tell Virgil to guide Dante through the three realms. The two realms with Virgil. Okay, so and then Cato accepts this, and then they're let into the pre-purgatory, and uh, we will continue with that part in the next episode. So uh, I just want to repeat again that this is there's something growing if you start reading both the comedy and the Greek mythology, the biblical stories, Roman Empire history. The work of Dante in itself is also expanding and growing, and you see more and more what he's doing and how he's using all these different elements to compose his big work. And uh, you see more of the genius. The, <laughs> the more you know, the more the more brilliant and and, and just uh, astonishing the whole work is. Okay, so we're gonna stop there, and um, uh, hope you enjoyed some of this. And uh, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great day. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.